It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, it's Friday, August the 5th, uh, 2022. The Raiders swept away the Jags 27-11 in the 2022 Hall of Fame game. This is the Play Action Pass podcast. I'm your host, Matt at Matt May FF on Twitter. I'm joined by Tony and Rob, as always, Lightside 7 and Team Best 10 on Twitter. Happy Friday, gents. How are you both doing? Yeah, happy Friday. very good. Happy Friday, everyone. Yeah, it happy Friday, everyone. doing a pod on a Friday for some reason. It does. And, and Matt, you didn't say spoiler alert before you said the um, score of last night's game, just in case anyone actually... Oh, yeah. Watch it. Yeah, well, we'll have to, we'll have to, um, I mean, maybe I'll edit that or maybe I'll add a spoiler alert to the tweet. Yeah, keep, keep me honest. I thought you were about to say that you hadn't watched it and then yeah, I'd spoiled it for you. But uh, I think anyone who's um, not keeping an eye on the score and watching that Hall of Fame game is going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said offline, I said well, to Tony earlier, I said that um, I started to watch the 40 minute thing they do on Game Pass and then uh, I watched about two minutes and I thought, no, I watched the game highlights. It was over in about three minutes. It was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what we're doing on Friday. We're spoiling people's uh, fancy football lives. Rob, you were talking before we came on about how excited you are to get started. Season uh, can't come quick enough for you. Yeah, well, it's just been a long off-season, done a lot of different things, you know, your best balls, your dynasty trades and all the rest of it. And now just, I said, a bit, a bit worn out. But uh, yeah, two more weeks, a couple more rest, and then uh, let's let's hit the hard then. Looking forward to it. Yeah, good stuff. What about you, Tony? You excited? Oh, always excited, yeah. Um, I do get a little bit more excited around redraft time. Um but yeah, always uh always playing, never never stopping in Dynasty, which is great. But uh now we focus on redraft, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly, which should be uh main topic today. A couple of players you might find wide receivers you might find in the third round and, and uh who you're up or down on. Before we get into that, we've got a new segment, news with a twist. So I'm gonna chuck out a few different news items to you, remove some of the information you guys gotta guess who we're talking about. This first one is probably a bit of a tricky one, but it's a bit of an a bit of a funny one, maybe. I like this, yeah. man. I'm excited for this. Good Let's stuff. I'm, I'm glad you're on there. I appreciate that. I pay, I paid Antonio to say that. Uh, Rob, if you want to. Holding the answer probably as well. And he's, he's, oh, he's, that's that's why he's, yeah. he's, he's seen the show sheet. We just don't show you, Rob, because you're yeah. still technically the newbie. So, you know. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so this quarterback says psychedelic, psychedelic drugs led to the best season of his career. What quarterback are we talking about here? So, off the wall a little bit, maybe. Last year, yeah. My goodness. I this, don't this, know. this story was released yesterday. So, yeah, last year, I'd imagine they're talking about. So, his best season last year, okay. Uh, best season last year. No, actually, I, I, maybe that's, a, I don't think it probably. Tom Brady. Tom oh, that's a good one. We're better with guessing. Tell me any build on Tom. Matt Brady. Stafford had a good year last year. Gone for Stafford. It was Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so the New York Post reported um, that he was uh, he appeared on the Aubrey Marcus podcast um, and said that uh, psychoactive tea containing the uh, hallucinogenic drug DMT helped him unconditionally love himself and uh, mm. do that. Oh, so uh, actually, if you went with that statement, I probably would have gone Rogers because he does love himself. So um, He does <laughs> love himself. Yeah, now he's yeah. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 
yeah, the yeah. wife beater on. <laughs> yeah, he loves himself. And he loves that white vest. So, uh, yeah, here's another one for you. Maybe this one's a little bit easier. So, uh, this wide receiver has just signed what originally was reported as a two-year deal, then later reported as a three-year deal, 36.71 million extension. Uh, very recently, this news broke yesterday. Who are we talking about? Answer tone. I know this one. But, yeah. I, don't, I know this one. Yeah, well, I think we both know this one. Not one of my favourite yeah. players, but yeah, go on. No. <laughs> Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is the man. Yeah, it makes him a top 20 wide receiver <clears throat> uh, on average per year basis. I think it puts him at 17 um, and locks him in into the Steelers' uh, offence uh, for the next couple of years. Um, any thoughts on that? Does it change anything for you? Uh, it, not, not for me. No, only in a dynasty lens. I think um, <clears throat> I think everyone was thinking he's going to move on, and then you know you got your George Pickens there, and maybe Claypool will get renewed. But yeah, this could this could push Claypool potentially out now next year. So if you've got him in dynasty, maybe a um, try and sell him while you can if you don't believe. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I thought the contract was quite light. I think a lot of comments said that it was it was pretty light. So maybe they're not that keen, and it was only a two year deal. So. Yeah, it's only more dynasty lens. I think in redraft, we I think we all agree he's probably still their number one target uh, in the offense. Yeah, yeah. Cla- like when you compare it. Go on, Tom. <coughs> no, Claypool's contract. So I think he's got two years left, hasn't he? Because he's, he? he's 2020, wasn't he? He was 2020. Yeah, yeah but he's round two, so he had a four-year deal. He's got another two years. So oh, is he? Okay. That, that probably doesn't help Pickens. Yeah, because um, it's rare. Well, there won't be room for three of them on that offense with, with, with whoever whoever's the quarterback there. So that that is probably bad news for Pickens, I reckon. I, I said to Matt a couple of weeks ago that I think they were looking at Pickens. They weren't renewing D, DJ until they saw Pickens in training. For some reason, just they, they might be having a look at him to see if he's the alpha. And obviously, all the camp hype has been that he's been an absolute stud on the outside. So I'm kind of surprised they actually went with a extension, even though. You know, seeing Pickens was so good on the training field, it was a bit of a surprise, probably. They could get all three mind at the end of the day. It could be that could be their three sets, and then Austin, Calvin yeah. Austin, just you know, the deep deep threat like like Hamler a little bit um, long term. And if Pickens does well, you know, they'll keep all three. But we will see. Mm. Yeah. So that's your two. That's your two news items of the twist. This last one's just a just a general summary, a bit of a, a sad point. I didn't want to put a twist on this one. Obviously, Tim Patrick suffered the uh, torn ACL in the right knee. Eight for the season. Disappointing that. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have drafted already, uh, which sort of uh, points out why you should be waiting to, to do your drafting uh, closer to the season start. But, yeah, it's a real shame that to see Tim Patrick great. There was a lot of excitement about what he could be yeah. uh, with Russell Wilson, but uh, hopefully a speedy recovery. Yeah, not much to say about that. Uh, you yeah. know, his dynasty value takes a massive hit just because of the age. And you don't know how he's gonna recover from the SL. But he was he was a contender to be at least the number two on that offense. So that is a big bump to the others. Do you think they move up in the I mean, I don't know where they, they both go in ADP. They both I think four or five right fourth or fifth. Do you think any of them sneak into the second, third? Yeah, I do. I think Sutton probably will because he seems to be the favorite. Um mm. uh Albert O probably takes a big of a jump as well, because just because mm. the size of Tim Patrick. You know, now all of a sudden, Albert O is second biggest, probably compared to Sutton. So, yeah, he probably takes a bit of a bump in the red zone, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. So, 
on to another segment, new segment again, question of the week. So uh, we're looking for, uh, we'll rotate this different question each week. This week is one player, if you can limit it to one, because I'm sure there's many on both your lists, that you're most excited about watching this season. So whether that's watching the game highlights, whether that's flicking on red zone, who are you really buzzing to see this season? Tony, I'll go to you first. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I've got a couple, but I'll start off with um, Travis Etienne, just because we missed <clears throat> whole year last year. There was so much buzz of him coming out. Um, you know, we didn't get to see any of it, really. And we and what we saw, really, was only with a, a poor head coach, uh, by everyone's account, really, of uh, Urban Meyer. So we're going to get Doug Peterson in that offence. Trevor Lawrence, year two, the connection with... ETN from college, I'm excited to see. And I, I don't really buy into Robbins. Obviously, James Robinson's back. I don't I don't know if he comes back to any kind of workload that he used to be. So I'm interested to see how many kind of touches a game he gets. Is it in the 12 to 15 range or is it in the 15 to 20 range? Um, and yeah, any any PPR league, I'm, I'm excited for ETN. See what he can do this year. Nice. Rob, on to you. Yeah, so for me, it's uh, probably Kadarius Tony. Um, butcher his first name, but yeah, he, um, but, um, no, I, I mean, I got him quite a few places in dynasty. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't that high on him coming out of college and I don't think many people were, but he was more like a gadgety type player. But what I, what I did see last year in flashes were you know, very small flashes was very good. I think, um, obviously the offense has completely changed with, with Dable going there from the Bills and hopefully he sets up similar to, to them. Um, and everyone's talking that, you know, he's having a good camp. They got one day Robinson, they drafted and Galladay. So that could be their three set. This talk, he could be a wide a bit more. And what I've seen of him so far, flashing wise, you know, he's an, he's an excellent athlete. So, so yeah, I'm excited if he gets the targets and he can, you know, if he can get the targets that he did in those small sample games and he can carry that through the season and stay healthy. Cause I think that's a big knock on him. Um, then yeah, he, he could he could easily you know catapult top top twenty four wide receiver. So yeah, I'm I'm keen to see how he uh, progresses this year. Nice, yeah, good stuff. I'm going to break my own rule here. Is there a, another name between you that you're burning to uh, to check out? You go first, Rebecca. I'll, so, I'll follow on from you. Yeah, so so I think we, yeah we we got a little chat. I think Trey Lance is probably. Um, somebody we, I think most people are keen to see. I think we've seen a very small sample size again, mm. but he, again, different to, to uh, Dearest Tony for me that I was quite high on him coming out of college, even though he played at such a low level. What I seen with his arm talent and his rushing ability, you know, he looked the real deal. You know, the 49ers drafted high to get him. They jumped up to get him. So yeah, with, with the weapons he's got, you know, and they signed Debo now to a long-term contract. I think you know, sky's the limit, but you know, hopefully he can he can be better than the other guys were last year. Um, otherwise, a lot of people are going to be disappointed um, in where they take him. So, so yeah, I'm excited to see you know get that arm talent going, link up with all the weapons, and hopefully all the weapons can stay fit because that's always been an issue with Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. So, so yeah, um, that that's going to be a great offense if it all if it all fires. I. Oh, yeah, I'll piggyback on that. So Ayuk's my my guy, I think, a little bit this year. Now I I not because of the camp videos, he looks an absolute stud on, on, on the highlights. And Lance looks like he's connecting with him because Debo was holding out a little bit, maybe because that was the reason, whatever. But I look back in the last few games of last year, there was one game against the Rams when the 49ers had to win to get in. 
and they did in overtime. And Ayuk came up massive in that game, and it wasn't Kittle. And Debo obviously got his, as he always did, you know, last year. But Ayuk came up big in that game, and we, I'm interested to see what happens between the Lance and Ayuk connection, um, because obviously he might have come up big because Jimmy's a bit of a statue and actually stood in and delivered it on time and, you know, more time and rights. But if, if Lance can do that as well, there's no reason why you can't take off this year. Nice. I like that. Cheers, gents. That's, uh, we, we broke the rules early, but uh, mm-hmm. all great players, Standard. all exciting players. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to the main topic then, which is we're, we're looking at sort of those round three wide receivers last a couple of weeks we've covered uh, through the, t- the first two rounds. We talked about um, wide receivers we'd be interested in taking. What I'm going to do is chuck a few names out to you and you can give me a bit of a, a bit of a, an order of where you see these guys in your rankings. So just for everyone's context, uh, we're using the, the Fantasy Pros consensus rankings, half PPR, uh, and we're looking for 25 um, onwards um, to, to pick up these sort of who would generally potentially be around uh, in the third round based on rankings. Um, so a couple of the players, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, T Higgins and AJ Brown. Let's talk about those four to begin with. Who's top of that list? Is anyone top as a standout for, for either of you? And what sort of general order are you putting that in? Is there anyone in there you'd be absolutely snapping up in the third round? Um, do you want me to go? Uh, yeah, yeah, you go yeah. I, I would have just said the one player I know that list that stands in for me in half PPR that I'd probably be fading the most would probably be Keenan Allen. Um, because there's talk obviously that he's you know, he's, he looks good on video, but uh, with his age and um, you know, he might have t- his targets, I think, or his production slightly down last year, the offense is going to be great, but in a half PPR league, you know even if he gets peppered with seven, eight targets and they're all quite close to the line of scrimmage and you know, no deep threat really from him. It's all hopefully Mike Williams gets that role. Um, and the touchdowns has never been a big thing for Keenan Allen. I think in that sort of format, he would probably be the one that shouldn't, well, for me, probably would just be below these guys in the, in the tier. Tony? Yeah, so this uh, feels like a lot of uncertainty around Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown and then you've, new teams um whereas Higgins and Allen we've seen what they've done they've got the good quarterbacks they've got the connection with them last year um for me AJ Brown is a big big question mark um I just don't know how much they're going to throw that you know that offense I've said that a few times um he would probably be towards the back of that group if I'm honest uh even in half point because obviously I think he will score quite a lot of touchdowns actually uh down there but you know the Hurts, the Goddard relationship, I, I don't see why that shouldn't continue. They look quite good in camp, actually, those two again. Um, and Devonta Smith, it, you know, he's not going to go away. And, and they were successful running the ball. I don't think they're going to change their philosophy um, of success, which was run, run, run. And, you know, you talk, you're looking at Gainwell and Scott getting a lot of work as well with Sanders. That's a reason for that, probably because they're going to run the ball 25 to 30 times a game. So it's, it's the volume for AJ Brown that concerns me. Um, so <clears throat> Tyreek Hill probably would be at the top of that list for me just because I've seen him do it. And I think two is going to deliver the ball and they're going to make, you know, plays yak yards after the catch. And, and AJ Brown might be to the back end of it. 
I'm a little bit concerned about Higgins because, you know, he's never going to be the number one on the team, whereas the other three can or probably are now. Maybe Allen and Mike Williams is the conversation there. So um, it'd probably be Hill um, towards the first, you know, the, the top end with AJ Brown at the bottom and then the other two in the middle. Yeah, that's a good... So I've got a question here and uh, you might dismiss this one straight away. There was a lot of talk on Twitter. I can't remember uh, who originally um, tweeted the idea that T Higgins could um, be the WR1 at the Bengals and throw, uh, throw the top three, the, to the top tier wide receivers completely out with people taking Jamar Chase so early. Do either of you buy into that notion at all? Not injury talking here, I'm talking that both fit, but T Higgins takes over that backfield. Or that uh, the, the wide receiving. Uh... No, not not for me. Um, but I think it's closer than most people have it, if I'm honest. Which is why I didn't like chasing that top tier. Yeah. Originally, you know, going back to the Jefferson and Cap. In my opinion, they're they're the ones who and chases in the in the three four conversation with Diggs. Yeah. Um, not not talent wise. I mean, Chase is far superior player. I think um, from yeah. you know from what we've seen. But I do think Higgins. I think you did have it when they were both on the field. You know, I think that there was games where Higgins was the you know the better player. But you've got to remember, keep remembering that um, Jamar Chase is a rookie. He missed a whole year from COVID as well. You know, he's integrated into the team now. Higgins had the extra year, so you know, year two, I expect big things, lots of target for him. I still think T Higgins will have a good year. Um, and just to piggyback on 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 Tony's rankings there, I would probably just flip flop AJ Brown with T Higgins, and I'd have Hill Brown. Higgins, Allen, for me. Okay, nice. Um, we've got a couple of other names uh, uh, sort of in this range. Um, so rank these. Pittman, who you were, you know, raving about at the end of last week's podcast when I uh, asked you how high you are on him. Jokes, obviously, because you absolutely trash me. Um, oh. Pittman, DJ Moore, uh, and Deontay Johnson. And let's throw a, a curveball in here. Or maybe as, a, as an extension to this question. So rank those three and then talk a little bit about, because Carl Pitts is, is appearing in this sort of range, um, where he might appear in the third round for either of you or whether he would, you would look at him against any of these receivers. So that, this is a tier I'm, I'm not really a fan of, if I'm honest. We're into the tier now where um, I would be looking at Pitts or another tight end. <clears throat> Or um, the likes of Cortland Sutton, I can I can imagine him coming up into this tier now, given the Patrick news and Mike Williams. I think those two na- are names to watch around this tier, if I'm honest. But uh, TJ Moore probably, uh, reluctantly probably, is at the top of that list, uh, and Pittman's very close. And then there's a massive gap to Deontay Johnson for me, and I'd probably probably consider Pitts. Um, Around, well, I'm not sure to be honest. It's, it's off, it's off the uh, off the cuff. I'm thinking here, but you know, I don't like to take a tight end early unless I absolutely think they're going to be worth it. That's just always uh, the way I've always been. So I think probably Pittman and more probably safer than Pitts, but Pitts would definitely be ahead of Johnsy Johnson. Yeah, Rob. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, half PPI. Agree with Tony. I think DJ. Moore will be the top big believer, DJ Moore. Um, but I think obviously the new quarterback will should help him. So I'd have him top, then closely behind Pittman and DeAndre Johnson. I just think 
yeah, I think probably Tony agrees the same with this one. Is he's going to get peppered with targets again, possibly, or he might lose a little bit, but it's not going to be. I don't think he's getting the, the meaningful targets that we want in that offense. And obviously, with a new QB, there's a lot of question mark. So, yeah, he would be the bottom. Um, and then, and then Pitts. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't take him in round three. Uh, again, I agree with Tony. If you're going to take a top tight end in the early rounds is you've got to be absolutely 100% sure um, that he's going to produce, you know, that sort of level, Kelsey, Andrews level. Um, they're the only two that are really, you know, prove that on a, a consistent basis. So as you know, for as much hype and all and, and what a talent he's going to be potentially, I can't take him in the third round. And I, I don't think I would take him over any of those three receivers if I was in the third round. In my build, you know, because you know, if I went right running back or wide receiver, then followed by a running back, I'd probably take the you know DeAndre Johnson before I take Pitts for me. I, w- I want to say certain certain of Mark Williams are creeping into that. I yeah. don't know how you feel about I take I take them both. I'd probably take both of those over DeAndre Johnson. Pittman would be a conversation, I think, with Mike Williams. I think Cortland Sutton I would take over mm-hmm. Pittman. It's just because of the quarterback is obviously significantly better. Then, um, well, both quarterbacks, yeah. Well, yeah, and Mike Williams, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just think Williams, I just think, um, he's not like you said, he's not the number, he's not the number one, whereas Pittman is the number one. So that that would be a conversation. But I think Sutton, I would certainly take over over um, Pittman for me. That, uh, yeah, over DeAndre Johnson. Sorry, yeah, no, it's good that you mentioned a couple of those other names that could creep in. What about Jalen Waddle? Does he creep into the, the back end of the third at all? I'm out um, on Waddle. You're right. I'm actually I'm I'm all right with Waddle in this range around DJ DJ Deontay Johnson. I think Waddle. I love him in Dynasty. Absolutely love Waddle in Dynasty. What I saw last year, I think he's going to be around for years in the NFL at this level. So um, I just got to be careful. You know, he's a perfect example about how Dynasty might affect redraft because um, you know Hills there. They're not going to be able to probably can. Can um, produce two wide receiver ones, definitely not in that offense. Otherwise, two would be going top ten. Um, so yeah, that's a good example of really, you know, dynasty uh, ranks how they affect your redraft mentality. But Waddle would be around DeAndre Johnson and maybe even the likes of McLaurin and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, McLaurin's in that range as well. Um, yeah, just worry other- about Waddle. I just worry about his. Um... I think he's going to be, he's, he's much better best ball play than he is, I think, in redraft. You'll just be frustrated. You'll just, want, you'll get to the stage if you're drafting him in that sort of range, three or four. I think you just find it hard to play him every week. You're going to start seeing a lot of, I know we've got to lean into the uh, these spike weeks, but I think it'll just, be, it could be just too inconsistent. You'd just be pulling your hair out thinking, do I start him this week? Don't I start him? You know, I wouldn't even be comfortable with my flex. I think Hill is still going to have that, um, you know, he's going to have that, uh, boom bust type as well but he'll have more of the percentage of the of the targets yeah. in my opinion and so he's a risk at level you know round three round four pick is a risk for me for waddle i'd like to take him later nice all right um i'm going to chuck one more name at you we're creeping way out of the uh, uh the third round rankings here but um just to get some quick thoughts on dk metcalf um in redraft are we completely out what are your thoughts Where, where's where's a valuable place to take him. So I, I, he's a good one really to think about. Would you be happy with him as a wide receiver one? Let's say you went three, three running backs and a tight end for some reason. 
um, earlier in the draft. You know, I used to do that, probably, you know, early days in redraft. That, that's a common strategy. I wouldn't be happy with him being my wide receiver one. It, it's as simple as that. So that knocks him out the first four rounds for me immediately. That's the way I think about Metcalf. And in round five, then you're looking at, we mentioned Brandon Cooks, um, who I probably would rather as my wide receiver one. Someone like Hollywood Brown, whoever would rather as my, you know, wide receiver one if he gets off to a good start. Um, so I, I would be taking others around him for that reason. But he falls, he, he falls pretty much, you know, he'd be a good wide receiver too because he's got that touchdown upside. It, especially in half point PPR, anyone who's big like that, that's why we discussed Mike Williams and Sutton moving up because they, they could score touchdowns quite easily. And let's be honest, Metcalf did have, he he, he is going to get looks from Geno Smith. I think it'll be Geno who, who takes the quarterback um, start early on. He didn't do that bad with him last year. So, you know, you know he's not a bad wide receiver too, but I would be scared to death if he was my wide receiver one in redraft. Well, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I'm not completely out, but it'd be ADP dependent, you know, uh, when he goes in the drafts. But I think um, I probably won't get much of him because I, I would be wanting him in the fifth round. And I just think name value, you'll get someone who just takes him in, you know, end of third, beginning of the fourth. But yeah, that quarterback is just not good. Even if Jimmy G goes there, I think it'll be a slight uptick. But in half PPR, like Tony said, you know, he, he's he's probably the number one target. I think he was a bit fortunate last year with his games with Gino. I think he had one where he just broke one tackle and run for about 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. But he didn't have much, he didn't have much else than that. So yeah, you you would be a fade for me. But obviously, we're talking redraft and dynasty, obviously, so young, you know, such a talent. You'd, you'd still want him. He's probably a buy low if you can get him. Um, you know, he's signing a new contract. But yeah, in redraft for me. Yeah, round five and, and pass, so I probably won't get him. All right, nice. So that wraps us up on uh, on the main topic then. So those uh, those wide receivers, we talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to have another change of pace, a new segment again. I did promise at the top of the show there's going to be loads of them. Uh, Tony, I hope you're still loving them, mate. Because they, they I'm loving them. Fast. This is good. So, this is a random draft, so each week we're gonna we're gonna discuss a different topic, and all we're looking for is your one on one. I mean, we might break off and do a spin off show where we just draft films and crisps and chocolate bars and all sorts. If that's what the people want, I know that's what Rob wants. Well, Love Island characters, I know that's what you want, Rob. <laughs> um, but uh, so this one is films. We're gonna go with your films. So Tony, you're gonna come to you first. We're looking for your one on one film. This is. You know, this has got to be who you're taking off the board every single time. It's, a, it's an interesting, an interesting question. You know, being one on one is a, quite a lot of pressure on this. I guess. Oh, huge pressure, mate. Um, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan's films, so I will be taking Interstellar as my one on one, which is, which is <laughs> probably going to upset a few people. Take I that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think it's incredible. I would watch it a lot. If I could, <laughs> I can't yeah, believe yeah. Talk, we haven't talked about this offline. Oh, it's, Interstellar why not? is my one one, one one as well, mate. That is no a way. fantastic pick. Yeah, so yeah, that is picks. brilliant. That's, we need a podcast just by Interstellar. Rob, I know you'd be up for that. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't even think I've, I don't <laughs> think I've even seen Interstellar. Is that, is no, that well, 
is that new or fairly new? Right, cancel all your plans for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's like a poster behind my wall. Look, see it? Oh, there. What's the one with? Um, what's the one with? You know, Inception and getting confused. That's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, Interstellar. No, I haven't seen that. I don't think. That is, oh, that's insulted a lot of people here. That even just you comparing those two movies. <laughs> so, Rob, give us your one hundred one movie, mate. Oh, it's a tricky question. I mean, I'm a, bit, a little bit older than you boys, so I, my um, <laughs> generations go a bit different. But I, 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 I probably say uh, it's going to either be something like Goodfellas, Scarface, possibly Scarface, probably over that. Um, but it's yeah. But it's the different, you know I mean, the different, um, the different eras Scarface. and things, isn't it? I think uh, the younger generation probably wouldn't wouldn't agree <laughs> with this, but yeah, I'd probably say Scarface. But it, I, I look at what the mo- movies I've watched the most lately, and I have to say, Moneyball is a really good yeah. film. I enjoy that a lot, and I think if the, the more I watch films, the more I like, you know, I think it's a, it's got to be up there. So yeah, it's probably Scarface, but throwing Moneyball as a as a spin off, even though it's baseball, not not NFL. Nice. Look at that. Bringing it back to the to the content of the show. Yeah, kind well, of. yeah. Um, nice sort of hell of a mix of films there. We got Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey, you know, saving the world. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then got Scarface, uh, yeah, and Moneyball. Good choice, boys. So we'll keep this topic rolling on, um, or this segment rolling on, and we'll throw in different topics every week. Uh, and you can tell us a little bit more. And we'll obviously then just learn more about Rob's age as we go along. Yeah. Those, Pretty slightly older. That's just, that's it, it, right. it, it, those chocolate bars that no longer exist. And, you know, talking about the good old days. Um, all right, let's move on to, to questions from Twitter then. I, what we're going to do is I'll start um, pinging out a few, maybe some thoughts that is try and get people more uh, engaged, checking questions our way that we can answer on the show, hopefully. But uh, in the meantime, I like to just uh, go through Twitter and find uh, and, and steal other people's questions. This one credited to um, Lobos FF Den. Uh, hoping I'm hope I'm saying that correctly. I'm going to tweet them afterwards and make sure they know that we covered their question on the uh, on the podcast. This is they asked a very interesting question: How fast could you realistically run a forty-yard dash? And I thought I'm going to I'm going to throw this one at the what? boys. I want to no. see. No, right now. Right now. When, when you were like 20, yeah. Right now, if you if you had to get out of your chair right no now, idea. Tony, and uh and and sprint a 40 yard dash, a quick do you think? And just to give you some context of frame this, the slowest no <laughs> the slowest is six oh six seconds. Um, what the, in the combine? Yeah. Six so yeah, like, no, okay. yeah, yeah. Not a combine are, in, I mean, in, still, in, in life, are, like yeah. So these are still athletes, though. This is a funny, this, this is a funny one because I heard um, Ray G was talking on his podcast a while ago that he, he you know, he thinks he's a, you know he's a bit of an athlete, uh, played a bit of college ball, and he was telling all his listeners that he, you know, he reckons he could still do it under, you know, like a four five four six, hmm. but I think he he had second thoughts. He, they were all sort of telling him to go on let's see you do it but I don't think he would get it you know I don't think he, I think he was starting to realise that it's not that easy to get under five seconds and uh, they do it every year don't they Tom they put it on the they do, yeah. they do the older they guys do don't they they do it for charity and you watch them run I can't I, I don't know, yeah and they do a couple of the yeah. older senior players have a go at it don't they I think yeah. I've seen a couple I don't well, know I, I, I wouldn't have a clue 
No, um, I'd like to say, and I'd like to say anything around five. I think I'd be. Uh, I think I could probably manage, but anything under that, I think I'd be struggling. Hamstrings will go. I reckon we should do this to determine the draft order in our home league. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I'd be one of one easy then. <laughs> well, there's the chance. You'll be on the turn. You mean? <laughs> You'll be on the turn. <laughs> it's funny because Rob, you say about people saying well, they, they think they can still achieve. Pietro Cherry, friend of the show, and occasional moonlighter of a guest, yeah. Pietro Cervi. Uh, we're trying to lock him down, trying to get him locked down, but he's old mate at the moment for a new contract. He reckons he could kick a 50-yard uh, field goal easily. That's what he reckons. He is so confident about this that he, he reckons we can do it and we can film him doing it as well. His leg would fall yeah. off, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. If Honestly. he tried that. He's got, work, he's got worse quad left, I think. Yeah. I, d- I don't, I don't I, think I could do not that. Not what I've seen. Yeah, not that's seen a long way. Playing, playing yeah. um, soccer with Pietro, I, I would say that's false. Yeah, I'd, probably, I'd agree. Uh, yeah, I think you should work on kicking the soccer ball around before he yeah. <laughs> kicks the, the NFL ball. i got another question. This one, again, stolen from Twitter. Uh, at Trophy Smack, DeAndre Swift or Najee Harris? Let's frame this in um, half PPR, 12-man redraft. Who would you rather take, Swift or Harris? For me, I would take I would take the gamble on Swift this year. I'm out, I'm out on Harris. I'm, no, I'm not, I haven't got him in one league. Um, I've got him in a dynasty league, which feels a little bit weird, considering you know he's only one year in, and he's got he's a, he's he is a, a you know a certified workhorse, you know if you want to call him that, or or categorize the workhorses in that range because he 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 does qualify for that, whereas Swift probably doesn't. I think that's fair to say um, in terms of the touches, but you know it's it's the pass catching upside. It's it's the offense. I think is going to take a step forward this year. Um, yeah, I've got more. I've got more kind of trust in Swift than uh, what Pittsburgh are doing and what they're showing this year. But volume is king for an back, which probably makes it close, and and probably makes it a bit of a hot take. But I, I'd go Swift in this instance. Nice, Rob. Um, yeah, well, I'm a big Swift guy. I, I would take Swift, but I but I, this is the, I, I take Swift, but I think I think. Harris would probably end up with more points by the end of the season. I think, like Tony said, he's he's. I think there's no denying that he's going to be on the field mm-hmm. most of the, the three downs. Whereas Swift, you could still get a little bit frustrated on the early work if they bring in Jamal Williams or they bring in somebody else. Um, that even though the, the passing is the is the way the points are, are scored, but at half point PPR, I think yeah, you just you just be a bit worried. Um, but I would I would gamble with Swift. To go with the upside, but I, I, you know, if I was putting money on it, it would, I would probably say Harris will probably have more points by the end of the year. Nice, there you go. Well, I like that, gents. The exciting choice, I think. That's, exciting uh, choice of Swift. Yeah. He's got he's got top three upside. Harris hasn't. That's the yeah. bottom. And that's that's what it's about. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it's about. Well. That wraps us up. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever platform um, you listen to and you get your podcasts from. You can always follow us on Twitter as well at underscore play action pass. Um, you know, we're actively trying to improve our content, hence some of the, the new segments we're chucking in. Um, so reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if there's anything you think we're missing. Send us your questions. You know, the guys love talking about this, as you know. We all love talking about this. So if, you're, if you've are if you got a dilemma, um, send it over. If it's Redraft or Dynasty, we will 
answer it. We'll answer it on the show. Or if it can't wait, if it's super urgent, we'll answer it on Twitter as well. Um, so DM any of the guys, um, Light Side 7 for Tony, Rob uh, at Team Best 10. I'm at Matt May FF, all on Twitter. We're all active. Um, so yeah, yeah, challenge us. Ask us our opinion anytime you need to and uh, keep listening to the show. We put these shows out weekly. Uh, we're going to keep mixing it up as much as we can. Let us know your thoughts, feedback, and we'll take it in. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining on a Friday afternoon. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your weekends. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Cheers. Yeah.